Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And also brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today we have feature interviews from Canada's Farm Show, presented by Viterra, which opened this morning in Regina. We hear from Real President Tim Reed on highlights. We talk to the inventor of a new type of grain bin designed to replace grain bags. We hear about the first commercial contract in Regina to buy waste flax straw to turn it into heating pellets for generating power. We talk with the new Vice President of Agriculture at Real Regina Exhibition Association Limited. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your farm fresh water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Canada's Farm Show kicked off today in Regina, the first live show since 2019. Real President Tim Reed says there are numerous highlights, but a key factor is being back in person to see the latest high-tech farm equipment. I think probably the biggest highlight is the fact that we're in person. Reality of it is, is we've waited two years to be back to this place. Some of us didn't know that we'd actually get back here. And the fact that we're indoors completely for the full t first time, uh, the fact that we're back to being in person, we saw it last night with a full house standing room only at the president's reception. People stayed till midnight. I think there's just a level of enthusiasm about being together. We've missed that, and our industry depends on it. Give me some details on the show this year. The number of uh, exhibitors, uh, number of foreign visitors. So uh, probably the baseline is 400 exhibitors, all indoors this year. Uh, we did see some loss of exhibitors. So we saw about 42 exhibitors that didn't return. Much of that was just the economics of their business. Uh, but we picked up 100 new visitors. So f over 400 visitors will, or exhibitors will be here this year. Still chasing our 30,000 visitors would be the number that we would believe to be successful. And we're incredibly pleased to announce that there's over 55 countries in attendance. And so countries from literally around the globe have made their way to Regina. Had a lovely evening last night with some wonderful folks from, uh, from Australia that brought a delegation of seven people. And it is nice to see the world coming back to Regina to celebrate agriculture. What are some of the key reasons they come to Regina from so far afield? I think what we're seeing is the technology that we have here in our manufacturing industry is, is a solution that is needed globally. We have some of the best and the brightest minds, not only in agriculture, but also in ag tech. And it's a time in this world where, frankly, we need to feed the globe differently than we do. With some of the pressures, as we heard last night from, from Premier Mo talking about some of the headwind that we're facing in the agriculture industry and feeding the world with some of the challenges that we're seeing in the Ukraine with Russia, these are not easy economic or geopolitical times. And we are so fortunate in Regina and in Canada to have a stable economic footing, a stable political footing, and some of the best minds in our industry, not to mention the fact that we are where agriculture happens. And I think if you're going to celebrate the future of agriculture and connect those leaders today, it has to happen in a place like this. What's the value of business at this show? 
Traditionally, the value of business is somewhere between 200 and 300 million dollars of GDP output. So this is a massive driver for our community. And frankly, this is a business-to-business -business show. We focus on the fact that this is about people doing business, about currency exchange, about uh, manufacturing exchange, about idea exchange, and we hope to do two to three hundred million dollars of impact once again this year. So it sounds like you just picked it up and kept on going despite the two-year gap. Yeah, I, I actually think the biggest shift that we've seen in this is for, for many in our industry, they've recognized that this business still has to be about looking people in the eyes. And you can do all the research that you want online, and you can do all the, the data questioning that you want, and you can have all the phone calls or Zoom calls that you can possibly achieve. But at the end of the day, having somebody come and see a piece of equipment, having a handshake is still the way that this industry gets done. And yes, the price tag of that equipment is going up at, a, at an escalation rate that uh, is, is like we've never seen before. But the truth of the matter is this is a relationship business, and this is about why this show is such a relationship show. Highlight oh. some of the conferences that are going on here. You've got a lot of events happening during the three days. Oh, we sure do. I, I mean, we're so fortunate to see so many of our members having anniversaries, so 50, 60, 70-year anniversaries of their product offering, uh, bringing in their original manufactured good or their original idea that was their beta test of their product that is now you know, 50, 60, 70 years old. Last night, we had the privilege of watching the 24-hour egg startup challenge as they were halfway through their shift and obviously presenting today. But I, I think this is about bringing new minds, bringing great experience together and, and inviting the world to come and have this amazing agricultural experience right here in Regina. Tim Reed is the president of Real. The farm show open today wraps up Thursday. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6 Inch Eavestroffs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavestroffs.ca And your Prairie Co-op Grow Team, fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasburg. A new type of grain bin, an alternative to a grain bag, is being unveiled at Canada's Farm Show in Regina today. Pat Bojo has unveiled the T-Bin, a telescoping, movable grain bin. We started designing this bin that would telescope into a 10,000 bushel grain bin, but could be reduced down to a transport height that farmers could, like 17 feet, you don't need permits to move, so, so they can move this bin around where they're growing higher level crops. Farmers are using grain bags right now to, to handle their more distant farms and uh, rented land and whatnot. And this would give them an alternative to the grain bag because they could put a bin yard of these portable bins in and, uh, and they could even have aeration in them and everything else. And then, uh, and then if they lose the rented land, they, can, they don't have to give up those bins. They can move them somewhere else. And, and also if the... If they grow a high volume crop one year in that land, they'd need more bins and then they might grow a low volume like flax and move, the, move some of the bins to the other bin yard. So, these large farmers are you know, pretty spread out and it's, it's not changing. So these, uh, we felt that these portable bins could, could really help them. So that's why we designed it, yeah. How much does it cost? Well, <laughs> this is the very first one at this show. We built a small one and you know, it's gonna be in that, uh, probably $150,000 range for a 10,000 bushel bin. But we, we really haven't nailed all that down yet with the, all the changes in steel prices and everything else. So, so but that's a, that's a rough idea, I guess, is what. And, the, and the, there's a moving kit that's separate. So it has its own transport wheels and a lift kit and everything else. So, so it's really pretty convenient, I think, to set it up. Uh, it might take an hour to set up, but an hour to take down and move. So, so I think, uh, I think these large farmers that are spread out are going to be very interested in this.
Where are you based and how long did it take to develop this? <laughs> well, we started, uh, well, it was a farmer named uh, David Kozier from Fillmore came to me with the idea. I, I, w I owned Seedhawk. I was one of the founders of Seedhawk in Langbank. And he came to me with this idea because I had sold my company to Vaterstad and, and retired. And I thought, wow, that's an intriguing idea because farmers really like grain bags, but they also are, can be frustrating. So we thought, well, there's an opportunity there. So we started working on it about three years ago and filed for a patent on, the, on how, we're, how we're lifting and supporting that upper bin that's telescoped up. And, uh, and then we started building one two years ago, a smaller one that uh, was a 5,000 bushel bin in Dave Kozier's yard. And then we part partnered with a, an engineer named Trevor Phoenix, who's a very innovative uh, young man, and he's a little younger than the other, uh, so he's, and so then we started building this 10,000 bushel bin uh, about a year and a half ago to, you know, to get started in the design work and everything else, so, and it's been, it's been an interesting process, but we've, we've got it done, and it looks good at the show here, and uh, we're excited about it, and we've already had lots of people asking questions, so, so, uh, I think it'll be a, a nice alternative for farmers to have here. Where are you based? Well, <laughs> we, I'm, I'm from Kipling, Langbank area. Dave's from Fillmore and Trevor's from Regina here. And uh, we, we'll look for a manufacturing facility in the Regina area probably. But uh, we, we did have this one built in Brandon. Uh, there's, a, there's a hopper bin manufacturer in Brandon that took it on. But I think we'll look for something more central on the prairies, like in, in Saskatchewan here. So, A lot of extreme weather, winds. <laughs> yeah. How is this going to stand up for that? Well, the, the base is very, very heavy. Like it's a, it's a steel. There's more steel in this bin than most bins because of the telescoping aspect and everything. So it's, uh, it'll, it, but it'll have to be anchored down like any other bin. You know, it needs to be well anchored and set, set on good ground and everything else. So... But I know in Langbank we had a terrible storm there just a couple of days ago and knocked over some bins. So I know what you're talking about. And but uh, it it yeah it it has to be anchored down. But it does have a big base, so it won't be too bad. Pat Bojo unveiled the T bin today, a transportable telescoping grain bin designed to replace grain bags. This is your RealAgriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. Joining me now is David Coletto. He's the founder and CEO of Abacus Data. Welcome here, David. Great to be here, Lindsay. How are you doing? You know what? I'm doing fantastic, and especially because I love surveys. I love participating in surveys. I love seeing survey results. And I got to see some results at the Canadian Meat uh, Council's 100th AGM, which sort of blew my mind a little bit that it was the 100th, but anyway. Uh, and you presented some really fascinating data. Now, some of it's proprietary, so we're, we're not going to dig in on exact specifics, but um, Abacus Data was asked to, to do a survey uh, for the Meat Council. Um, set it up for me a little bit. You looked at 2019 and 2022. You looked at some attitudes. So just lay the groundwork here for, for the questions that you asked. Yeah, so I mean, I was I was interested in the fact that so three two and a half years ago we did a survey uh, exploring you know how people feel about meat and meatless alternatives and it came on the heels of Beyond Meat sort of going public as a company and sort of its rapid stock rise and then its you know quick descent back to 
reality. And, and I wanted to know, you know, how have, if at all, perceptions and attitudes and intended behaviors around people's diets and, and the role that meat plays in their diets changed, if at all, in the last two and a half years. We had a pandemic in the middle of that, a lot of people thinking about what they eat, far more people cooking at home than they ever did because they couldn't go out to eat. And, and you know, trying to understand, is, is, the, is there a big shift towards kind of meatless, plant-based diets, or is it, you know, uh, still fairly niche and, and something more like maybe even a fad? And so that was really the, the, the big research questions that we were trying to, to explore with the, with the polling. Mm-hmm. And now, so some really neat findings, and I think uh, the the room probably had a collective sigh of relief um, mm-hmm. when some of them were shared in that, you know, especially when it came to taste and to choice, many consumers very much still really love the taste of meat and are still choosing meat over meatless alternatives. Absolutely. So, you know, the, the, yeah, the stat that they love, and I think it's true, it's not made up, is 90% of Canadian adults say they love the taste of meat, right? And so that's the basis for thinking about consumer choices in the context of, you know, all the, the, the pushes and pulls that people have in, in what they eat. And, you know, I talked about health considerations. Um, I talked about concerns about animal welfare, climate change. Um, affordability, obviously, in the current context is, is even more important. But despite all of that, you know, what the, what the research showed is that there are, you know, sizable number of people who are thinking about reducing the amount of meat they're eating, but it hasn't gone up significantly at all. In fact, it hasn't moved at all in, in two and a half years. So despite the fact that in the marketplace, you're getting more choice for consumers, there are more alternatives, um, they aren't seemingly taking uh, effect and people aren't fundamentally changing their diets uh, away from 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 meat and and uh, animal-based protein. That being said, I mean one of the things we, we did see in in our research was a fairly sizable generational gap. Mm-hmm. Um, younger Canadians are much more open to meatless alternatives. They're much more aware of and and mindful of the impact that their choices could make on say things like the environment and climate change on the welfare of animals. And so, you know, it, it, it's again, not that we're seeing overwhelming numbers of those under the age of 30, say choosing a vegetarian or vegan diet, but that they seem to be more conscious of it and, and asking questions and wanting to know what is the industry, what are producers doing to deal with some of the concerns that they have. But, but, you know, the overall story is, um, and one of my favorite questions, if you asked, if you asked Canadians, if you had the choice between a, a year's supply of, of, say, beef burgers or a year's supply of plant-based patties, um, and you, they were free, which would you choose? Um, you know, 80, 78% would choose the beef option and 22% would choose the plant-based one. So as I told the audience yesterday in, in the, the realm of politics, that would be a overwhelming landslide yeah, a landslide this has been your real agriculture update you can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com and it is time now for the farm weather forecast brought to you by shepherd realty in regina specializing in farm and ranch real estate in saskatchewan call harry justin or devon at 352-1866 also brought to you by moose jaw truck shop the number one choice for any diesel engine repair drop in no appointment necessary or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. 
Partly cloudy today with 60% chance of showers and risk of a thunderstorm. Wind northwest 30, the high 21 today. Fog patches developing overnight, the low 11. Wednesday, partly cloudy. Fog patches dissipating in the morning. Wind southwest 30, the high tomorrow 28. Thursday, sunny, the high 31. 60% chance of evening showers. Thursday, the low 11. Friday, partly cloudy. The high 21, the low 8. Saturday, partly cloudy. The high 18, the low 10. Sunday, sunny, high 25, the low 12. Monday, sunny, the high 26 degrees. Normal high for this date is 24. The normal low is 10. The sun rose at 4.47 this morning. It sets at 9.14 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Collins Bay up north at 21. The cold spot is Pilger at 14. Estevan is 17. Saskatoon is 20. Swift Current, 19. Weyburn, 18. Yorkton is 15. Cloudy in Regina, 20 degrees. That's 68 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the northwest at 32, gusting to 42. Humidity is 63%. The barometric pressure rising, 101.7. Cloudy in Moose Jaw, 21. Winds are from the north-northwest at 26. Once again, Regina, cloudy in 20. That's 68 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This is Canada's Farm Show Report, brought to you by Nelson GM. Looking for the perfect vehicle? They'll find a match that exactly fits your lifestyle. Proudly serving Saskatchewan for over 60 years, see Nelson GM today. Canada's Farm Show opened in Regina this morning. Real President Tim Reed says there are over 400 exhibitors and it's all indoors so removes the weather element completely. This is your realagriculture.com update. I, I think the general sentiment was there's always skepticism when you make those type of moves, but we are so fortunate here at the Real District to have the largest interconnected site in Canada. And if we don't use that indoor space, I think we would be terribly remiss. You know what, there are lots of great ag shows that happen outdoors, and ag does happen outdoors. But what we're talking about is technology, innovation, networking, connection. And so it's why you'll see things like the launch pad with the very best and brightest minds showcasing their talents, thought leaders in the agriculture sector sharing their experiences. What we're seeing now with the weather that we've got this week is I think people are thankful to be indoors. Reality of it is, is it's going to rain, it's going to be in hot and humid, and we're, we know that it's going to be nice and dry, and the temperature is going to be air-conditioned, and that's the best environment for people to showcase their product and, and, frankly, do some business. Today's opening day theme is Innovation and National People's Indigenous Day. This is Canada's Farm Show Report. McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. Prairie Clean Energy has announced to go ahead for a million dollar flax processing plant for Regina. CEO Mark Cooper says the company will be signing its first farmer contract to buy waste flax straw after harvest today. It'll be signed at the Canada's Farm Show. Yeah, we're making two significant announcements today. So first, we're going to be announcing our uh, the world's first ever flax processing facility to be located right here in Regina, Saskatchewan. Uh, and uh, that facility is going to be opening this year. And so we'll be making that announcement. Second announcement is that we are announcing now that we are open to sign uh, long-term flax purchase agreements with producers. Uh, and we'll be signing our first one today on stage with Darien Farms. How much are you paying for the flax? It's going to depend, and so the, the agreement that we're, uh, that we're negotiating or that we'll be signing with producers starting today 
uh, is a five-year framework agreement that allows us to negotiate with them on an annual basis. It doesn't commit them to growing flax. It just says that if you're going to grow flax and you're going to sell the straw, that you'll sell it to Prairie Clean Energy and that we'll, on an annual basis, agree to a price that is fair and profitable for them and fair and profitable for Prairie Clean. Mark Cooper signed the first-ever farm supply contract today at the Canada Farm Show in Regina. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small-town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com The Vice President of Agriculture for Real, Regina Exhibition Association Limited, Kurt Westgard, says today's farm show at Evraz Place has several important highlights. He spoke to reporters at the opening of the show. This show starts off with a huge bang this morning, starting off with Chief Cadmus Delorme on National Indigenous Peoples Day, and we move right into product launches, talking about innovation and excitement, and really what the future of ag is going to be. This show is going to put forward kind of what Saskatchewan is known for, taking a really great product and making it even better. So it's all about innovation today, where we're going, what we're going to do, including the product launch. So I hope you're there for the product launch about 11.45 today. And then it all wraps up today with the 24-hour Egg Startup Challenge. So those students and the best and bright minds coming up today are going to release what they've done over the last 24 hours. And we can see some really game-changing stuff happen today. My farm show's in the noon hour, so I need you to tell me, what are the product launches? Today, the product launches is Prairie Clean Energy. So this is really about that innovation of ag, where we take what has historically been known as a waste product in agriculture and making it into something new, some biomass, something that we can start putting into power and create energy out of it. So it's to provide power, heat. I understand they have some sales possibly already to Europe. Yeah, Europe has been big in the biomass industry. We see a lot of it moving over to Japan and Eastern Europe, but it's really about what's happening here in Saskatchewan. This homegrown company is taking what, like I said, is waste product and making it something special, something we can make more money off and what Saskatchewan is known about, taking a product, making it better, and getting more use out of it. Are there other product launches here this week? Yeah, there's a product launch every day. I'm not going to talk about the ones happening tomorrow and Thursday, but we need everyone to come back every day to see what's new in ag and see the best and the brightest on the biggest stage in ag. You're hoping for a big farm attendance? Of course, as you just heard uh, Tim Reed talk about, we're looking for that 30,000 people to come through the gates and see and celebrate Saskatchewan agriculture. I think it's a fantastic opportunity to get back in person and really what we like to do. Shake hands, make deals, make money and move forward. What do you see as some of the big innovation events here? At uh, You've got a special place for innovation. Yeah. Outline some of those for me. Up on the innovation stage, it is the biggest stage for the brightest in ag. So we'll have something happening every day. So there's about 22 innovations throughout the grounds here at Real, and you've got to go see them to know what they're about. Egg startup challenges, that's something new you brought this year? It, it happened again last year, and this is new, and it's going to happen for the next couple of years. It's uh, partnered with Cultivator, and my God, it's only going to grow. So I refer to it as the new Quonset, is this group of individuals finding something, finding that problem, and creating a solution for it in 24 hours. Kurt Westgard is the new Vice President of Agriculture for Real. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. Market update brought to you by Freeze Tallman Lumber and Sask Pork. Perfect pork, our passion, our promise. Learn more at saskpork.com. 
And also Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. With new inventory arriving daily, they'll find a vehicle that fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years. See Nelson GM today. Grain prices were showing downward movement in early trading. Viterra prices for Durham went down 9.19 at 5.9708. Feed barley fell 9.51 at 3.6383. Canola declined $3 at 9.3322. One red spring wheat dropped 19.48 at 4.8157. The rest were unchanged. Chickpeas 9.9999. Flax 10.6267. Oats 451.53, yellow peas 604.65, feed wheat 378.30. At Minneapolis, July spring wheat fell 39 and three quarter cents at 11.29 and three quarter cents a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn 842-4574. Now the latest livestock quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of June 21st. Our last regular sale was on June 8th. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.97 cents to $1.07. D3 cows sold from $0.85 cents to $0.96. Cents. Counter cows sold from $0.50 cents to $0.70. Cents. Heiferet sold from $1.25 to $1.50. And Good Butcher Bulls sold from $1.17 to $1.37. There weren't enough feeders in any one weight break to establish an accurate price quotation. This has been Stephanie Dagg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle and the prices too. And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices for today. This is both Brandon Moose Jaw Plants, $250.48 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. And brought to you by Mandeco. Talk to your Mandeco dealer or visit mandeco.com to learn more about Mandeco land rollers and tillage equipment. Canada's Farm Show has announced three winners in the Innovation Awards. The first winner is Verigrain Sample Acquisition and Information Management System. Very grain allows farmers to track grain quality and quantity as it's being sampled while being loaded in and out of storage. A second winner is Solios Bioactive Crop Nutrients. Lucien Bio is the maker of the crop nutrition products which enhances yields, increases crop quality and improves soil health. The process upcycles lentil, pea, wheat and oat hulls into a sustainable delivery agent for nutrients. The third Innovation Award winner at Canada's Farm Show is Ultra SR made by Seedmaster. The Ultra SR is 60 feet wide with 750 bushel capacity, contours to the land to ensure precise seed and fertilizer placement. A total of 26 submissions were received and were judged by an independent panel. On the markets today, the TSX is up 156 points to 19,340. The Dow has gained 592 points to 30,481. Oil has risen $1.39 at $109.38 per barrel. The Canadian dollar is unchanged at $77.40 U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.